Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Sinead Horror Podcast, the place where you connect with your heart, connect with your angels, raise your vibration and become the best version of you. Today, I am joined by Lisa McFarland, a relationship coach, a life coach, relationship coach, an expert in all things relationships. And in our gorgeous conversation today, we talk openly about how to navigate your love language in relationships, how to raise your vibration and become the best version of you to align your energies to that of the person that you're calling in and so many other little golden nuggets along the way. I hope you're going to enjoy this as much as I did. This is a breath of fresh air and a wealth of knowledge. Enjoy. Lisa, 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 I'm so excited we are here. I'm so excited to see where our conversation is going to go. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. It's just a joy, absolute joy. I'm absolutely delighted. You know, relationships is a topic that comes up all the time. I go give the best channeled reading for someone about their career, about their life, about so many incredible things that are coming their way or that they're going to work on to empower themselves. And also, and at the end of it, like we'll do a 60 minute session and with five minutes to go, we'll say, right, if you have any questions, I'm going to say, tell me about my love life, anything mm-hmm. coming in. Mm-hmm. And it is something that, you know, we all want to express love. We all want to receive mm-hmm. love. It's in our natural DNA. Mm-hmm. And this is why I felt drawn to invite you in today's show to just get your wisdom, your insight to maybe anyone in a relationship that wants to kind mm-hmm. of reignite their spark and passion. Or maybe mm-hmm. someone that wants to learn how to work on themselves in order to raise their vibration to align mm-hmm. with that perfect partner that they're looking for. So tell me, <laughs> tell me about you, first of all, how on earth everything. did you find yourself in this, in this line of work? How did I find myself in this line of work? Excellent question. Um, I find myself in this line of work via crying in coffee shops. I think everybody finds their, uh, their, their, their gift and their, their mission in life coffee shops um i came from a very very religious background my dad is minister he's passed now but my dad was a minister we were very very just religious family growing up and then my husband and i continued to go to church we raised our children through church and that was my tribe that was my yeah i ran mothers and toddlers i helped them sunday school i did all those things and then i got to a stage where it just wasn't really sitting wasn't aligning with me anymore um, more so it wasn't aligning with my teenagers they were starting to ask questions that I had uh, I had just taken as gospel as they say but never really questioned it and then once my teenagers started questioning me about well, why do we think like that and who said that's a real and did and I was like oh I don't actually think that I've ever really looked at this myself to see what I you know but anyway but it was my tribe it was my tribe it was my it was my thing so i came away from church and i broke my heart broke my heart i was crying in coffee shops and one of my very dear friends said this is not going to go away we have to do something about this and you're going to have to throw some money at that i'm going to send you to somebody so she sent me to a lovely lady um and she well i didn't know what she was i just thought she just was a coach and when i walked to her the appointment I could see the Buddhas sitting outside and the chakra colors. And I, my thoughts said, and we'll get into our thoughts later on. But my thoughts said, 
if you walk in here, you're going to go to hell in a handbag. Um, but my body kept walking and I sat down and I just burst into tears. And she just told me, she was like, you already have everything you need inside yourself. You're just gonna have to dig down and get it. You don't need saved, you don't need anything. You just have to dig, dig down and get it. And you already have all your divine spark in there. You just forgot. And that was it. That was me on my way. <laughs> and what have you found? You said you forgot. What have you found on this journey? I thought it all had to be knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. And I waited to start, I trained as a life coach. And I knew in my head what I wanted this, this, I think I knew in my head what I wanted this to look like. Of course, we never, never what it looks like. Um, I think I knew in my head, but I still was, I need to learn more. I need to do more. I mean, at that stage, my husband and I had been together 25 years. Like if I didn't know anything about relationships, that, you know, but I think I still just kept with the knowledge, have to learn, have to do, have to do. And then one day I was like, right, I'm just going to decide that somewhere in it, the wisdom has to come, you know, the internal knowing. So we're going to start off with relationships with yourself because <laughs> this is obviously what sparked you on this beautiful journey of then helping others with themselves as well. So I know mm -hmm. you do work with clients on a one-on-one -on -one basis and with couples mm -hmm. therapy and also you, I know you have online courses as well. Mm -hmm. Tell me for, you know, if I, for example, came to you and I felt, you know, I have, I've lost my spark, my connection with myself. Mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. would you say to me or what little things can I bring into my daily life to just start oh, like having that awareness mm -hmm. of myself and inner light that you mentioned yeah. so I would talk a lot about cups <laughs> so what what's the number what cup what level is your cup so when my husband and I um went through our so I went on my journey then we went on our journey together it was all very blah. um when we went to our therapist she said you know where do you put your oxygen mask on and we both were like we don't even know where it lives we had lost ourselves in codependency in each other and our children and building something but lost ourselves in that makes sense so i would have said when we started our journey our cups were about a three and we can't fill the relationship cup if our cup is sitting at a three so it's about finding out what fills your cup not necessarily your partner what fills your cup as you i find this now coaching couples guys men if you're in a if you're in a heterosexual relationship men's cup are so empty they think they're doing all the right things looking after the family providing for the family to help them you know doing stuff around the house da, 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 and they've forgotten to go and play football with their friends they've forgotten to do they think they're doing it all right also i find that if you identify as male it seems to be harder to identify when you're coming close to burnout or exhaustion guys just keep on going keep on going keep on going women seem to be able this is a very general term that i've just found in my practice generally i find that women seem to be able to go okay I'm exhausted. I need to go and see my friend for coffee. I need a break from the kids. I, you know, women seem to be able to identify where on the tether they are, where for guys, they just keep pushing, 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 pushing until it's really a breaking point. So first thing I tell couples is fill your own cup. You can't fill the relationship cup until your own cup is full. We have to come at it 
knowing our greatness, knowing we deserve love and connection. And how I tell people to do it is just try everything because you'll figure out what you don't like very, very quickly. Go to a dance class, read a book, do all the things. It's similar. It's so interesting. And I always say this, there's so many healers. It doesn't matter what healer you identify as, right? Mm -hmm. So you're a healer. I'm a healer. Nurses, doctors, we're all, everyone's a healer, right? Yep. We are saying the same thing, but in different ways. So mm -hmm. for example, people would, you know, come and be drawn to my energy to help them raise their energy levels or their mm -hmm. mindset or to feel like the best version of them in whatever modality mm -hmm. and capacity that is. Mm -hmm. And the first thing in, and I say this directly from channeling angels and spirit is do what you love to do. This is a direct mm -hmm. quote from Archangel Uriel, who's an angel of mm -hmm. light, who's an angel of mm -hmm. joy. Do what you love to do. And when you love that, it sparks a creative expression, that creative mm -hmm. expression from your sacral chakra, which Mm. again doesn't matter what gender you identify as we have visibility mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. when you can tap into that creativity it therefore allows you to express yourself exactly. express yourself from your soul's mission so i know what you're saying is and i'm saying we're just using different language to articulate this mm -hmm. so okay so what i like to do and this is actually mm -hmm. why i created journals as well is because mm -hmm. i actually in one of the journals it's called the feel good guide and I in it, it right here Oh, do you? Oh, yes, you have this one. Well, then you know the inside of it. I've got the motivators. So I've got like lists yes. of ideas that you can do for like spiritual, mental, physical things to support you. Because mm -hmm. sometimes when your energy is low and when you are feeling flat, it can take you really like, I've no idea what I need to do. And you forget yeah. the basics. Mm -hmm. So what were the basics that really sparked you filling your cup? basics well i had never well obviously my children were all when i went through this my children were 15 14 and 9 so my life was just running them around the countryside to things so getting up in the morning and actually taking that time to meditate to journal have a cup of coffee or whatever your chosen drink is in the morning and see that time before the house kicked off oh it was invaluable absolutely invaluable and i'm not an early early riser that's not my gift i did not get that one and uh, i didn't get that one and i know people that put four o'clock in the morning i just i just got 10 minutes before they get up or also even after my son my big girls are at uni now even though my son leave goes to school even that next half hour after he's away in the house oh the house is empty it's just that for me is just like connection time just connection time and then they make fun of me because I have, you know, like meditation music on, but then I'll just let that keep running through the day. And the teenagers make fun of me. They're like, oh my, like, it keeps me nice and calm. It keeps me connected. You know, me likes this music. And they're like, oh my dear goodness. So they, they laugh at me, but that's such a, just time, just that little bit of time. That was one of the deal breakers for me at the start. Tell me when it comes to what advice could you give for couples? Say we're going to go down the kind of mm -hmm. an array of different examples here, mm -hmm. but for couples that um, maybe have just started even on their, you know, fertility journey or just had children, you mm -hmm. know, and they're mm -hmm. really learning. I remember actually just kind of backtracking a second in my husband, and I wrote our own wedding vows to each other. Yeah. And in my vows to him, I wrote but obviously a lot, but this one sentence. And I said, you know what? Our love is what's brought us here. Mm -hmm. Our love is what's going to be here to create our children, our family, mm -hmm. the life we want. And our love mm -hmm. is going to, my vow is to remain, to keep thriving with this love long after our kids go. 
because it's you mm. and me first and it'll be you and me at the end mm-hmm. and that has always been a very strong vision I don't have kids yet we don't have kids yet to be continued mm-hmm. as I always say but that's I know that needs to remain a top priority mm-hmm. is mine and his spark our mm-hmm. fun our flirtation so mm-hmm. I know I'm I can only assume from you know my friends and clients and watching you know what it's like being a parent and having mm-hmm. you know a one-year-old a three-year-old a ten-year-old and they're pulling at you and the house is always chaotic as you described but how can couples really work on that spark on themselves mm-hmm. like what could you give even guidance or tips to help them remember that like passion yeah yes exactly it's that connection piece it's that connection that can disappear if we don't care for it if if anything it can it can go if we don't care for it and it is exactly what you said it's making sure we are making it a priority I always say to people, do your love language test because it's going to make your life easier. When life is busy, you want to be going directly to that love language that you know is your person's primary love language. Forget all the other stuff. Hold that thought for two seconds. Mm-hmm. What is just for those who are listening, mm-hmm. don't know what love language is. Let's go into that a little bit. So it's a gentleman in America and he's created this. He's been a marriage therapist for 30 years and he has put it online. It's free. So he says, it's just a tool, it's just an idea, it just gets us started, that there are five love languages, time, touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, and gifts. It's a free test online, free love language test. Um, don't read the book, it's really outdated, just do the test. And then I'll give you the email back, and it comes back as a pie chart, so it'll say what percentage. So my primary is time, my partner's primary is time. So that happens really easily for us. We don't really have to worry about it or think about it. It just happens. We like to spend time with each other, quality time with each other. My secondary is words of affirmation. His secondary is acts of service. So what we tend to do is we love how we want to be loved. We love how we want to be loved. So I love through words of affirmation. So I will say things to him. That's great. That was a brilliant thing you did. You looked lovely. Da, 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 da. And he says, okay. It doesn't really make him feel seen, heard, or loved. But if he is out gardening and I take him a cup of coffee and a biscuit, you would think I was the Queen of Sheba. So, of all that, all those words, total waste of time. Total waste of time. Just do the love languages. Speak to the love language. If I'm coaching guys who's, who's, Love language is not words of affirmation and their partners is. Um, men, women, any same-sex couples, any, anybody. Um, I'm like, just set a couple of alarms on your phone. And when those alarms go off, just send a wee text in. Love you, babe. Can't wait to see you later. Just start triggering yourself. Just because it's not your love language doesn't mean we can't learn. And people will say to me, love should be organic. <sighs> we all shave our legs. <laughs> so good okay we all put a bit of makeup on i messaged you this morning i said is it going to be video because my hair just sight you know um you know we all we all very little comes just organically you know people will say to me i want to get our sex life back but i want to have wanted to come back organically i'm like those two things make zero sense you want it but you want it it's just zero sense to me anyway we have to do practical things so when your children are little usually they go to bed at a reasonable time okay embrace that time get the tidying up done before they go to bed once one person's putting them to bed the other person gets the kettle on and sits down 
don't turn the TV on immediately. Don't sit scrolling on your phones, okay? I think I read something recently that said most couples spend 30 minutes together a week. 30 minutes Ooh. a week. Oh, that's terrifying. Terrifying. We need the date nights. You need to get a babysitter. You need to coordinate with friends. You look after mine, I'll look after yours if financially you can't afford it. You need to get the kids to bed and um, order food in after the kids are in bed and sit down and do that. You need to prioritize your relationship and make sure you keep your sex life alive, okay? Because one week will pass, two weeks will pass, three weeks will pass, now we're into a month. What do we do now? How do we get this back? Because when we have sex and connect with our person, whatever sex is to you, it doesn't have to be, it's different for everybody, it doesn't have to be, that can be kissing and cuddling, it might be full, what we would traditionally know as sex, and um, whatever it is, we must keep that spark alive because when we do, our body downloads and delivers us beautiful endorphins, serotonin, dopamine, and quite frankly, they make your person less annoying. <laughs> I love that they make them less annoying. But so that so pair of shoes that's lying around is less annoying when you've had an orgasm the night before. <laughs> There's a quote for tomorrow. That's an Instagram quote coming. <laughs> that's very good. Yes, yeah. but it's and so right. true. Absolutely. And I used to do this thing actually, Sean and I, when before when we lived in London before we moved home. And with pre-COVID, right? So life mm -hmm. was hectic. I was on a plane 24-7, going, you know, traveling for yeah. work. It was so busy. So, and he was so busy with work, you know, and we were like ships in the night for a mm -hmm. lot of the time. But when we were at home, Thursday night was our date night. Yes. And it didn't matter if the world was falling around us. Mm -hmm. Thursday night was our date night. And the rule was no phone, no TV, mm -hmm. no radio, no technology. Mm -hmm. And with that, what we used to do then is we'd alternate who plans what. Oh, so say, perfect. for example, this week on a Thursday, I would make up something to do. And that can be going for a walk or going for a picnic. You didn't have to spend a fortune for this. It mm -hmm. can simply be sitting in the garden looking at the stars. Mm -hmm. Then the following week, he'd take control and he'd plan something. And it gave us both permission to be creative. Mm -hmm. And actually what he did for our first anniversary, in our uh, wedding anniversary, sorry, last, uh, well, we're two years married now, so last year, and um, he did something so cool and I love it. And he actually, because the first year is paper. Mm -hmm. So he actually filled a jar with um, 365 papers of ideas for date nights. Oh. So if we ever get stuck, we can just pull one out and go, right, this is our idea. And that was, Perfect. it's so brilliant. So even those little things that we did and still do are just so powerful just to have, mm -hmm. as you say, time is definitely one of my top love languages. And it's do you know so... what else that does, Sinead? Do you know what else that does? On Tuesday and Monday, you have to be starting to think, right, what's happening for date night? How am I, what should I, da, 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 da. It's making it a priority in your life. So yes, the Thursday night is brilliant, but it's that on Monday you start thinking about it. On Tuesday, you're like, well, I've got to break that. Or Thursday, about, oh, see what time that's at. Or, um, right, well, if we're going to sit out in the garden, what if I'll maybe buy a nice wee candle or a nice wee something that we can eat or snacks? You know you know what I mean? You're, you're constantly thinking about it and it's making a priority. And that's really, really super, super important. The date, obviously, is the ultimate bit, but it's that it's pulling it forward and it's keeping, it's keeping your relationship present in your frontal lobe, you know? So let's talk about the flip side then when mm -hmm. say we do get annoyed or we do get frustrated mm -hmm. and the communication stops or mm -hmm. we 
we're kind of struggling to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. For anyone that's maybe experiencing that in their marriage now, or maybe maybe the, the flame is a little bit dim right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they've been on this journey where the kids have taken over. There's 15, mm-hmm. 16, 17 year olds, 17 year olds. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're starting to leave and be mm-hmm. more social. And the parents are like, what the hell do we do now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that couple? First of all, I'd say relationships are not stationary. There are going to be bumps, ups and downs, plateaus okay there's going to be really good times and then there's going to be times that it's like huh right we're gonna to have to do a bit of work on this we're gonna to have to get this going again you know i think we just sometimes get into relationships think that's us happy ever after that's rubbish okay there are going to be ebbs and flows yeah so um but there should also definitely be more good times than lots of good times definitely should be more good times than lots of good times so one thing i always tell my couples is um are you kissing every day? Every day, kissing. Six second kiss every single day. This brings us back to it does releases a little bit of dopamine and serotonin, just the way sex does, but just keeps you connected. Again, it makes it um, important in your mind. Oh, we haven't had our kiss today. Oh, should we have our kiss now? When should we do today? Another thing I put people on is a 21 day challenge where it is that every day for 21 days, they have to do something of an intimate nature. It could be a massage, it could be a shower, it could be a foot rub, or it could be something sexual. And people will say to me all the time, when we get our sex life back on track, the relationship will just happen. And then people will say, when we get the relationship back on track, the sex life will happen. And it has to come twofold, okay? So we work on this intimacy part, but we have to be connecting from the relationship point of view as well, okay? I saw an Instagram thing the other day, and I really liked it. It said, why is it when we're disconnected we shout and when we are connected we whisper and it's to do with the distance between our hearts i've seen that a while ago as well it's so true so and it's true. so so true so true. as you so, said the disconnect makes you shout mm-hmm, so you mm-hmm, finally yeah, feel heard yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so what are we doing to push our person away what language are we using that pushes our person away instead of drawing our person in one key thing that I tell my people all the time is take the word you out of your vocabulary. So we say things to our person like, you didn't water the plants. You didn't get me that at the shop. You didn't pick up the kids. You didn't. And all that does is push the person away further and further and further. Bringing someone in sounds like, I love it when you water the plants. (laughs) I loved what you did then. I love this. Or um, something like, uh, when that happens, so a situation happens, maybe the plants didn't get watered. When that happens with the plants, I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel heard. I felt lonely. I felt distant from, I felt a distance between us. Even taking the word out slows us down so much, so much healthier, so much healthier. Have you ever read the book, Drop the Pink Elephant? No. Oh, it's very good. It's, I think only about like 100, 200 pages. It's so quick, but it's the same concept and it's called the Drop mm-hmm. the Pink Elephant, like the pink elephant in the room being you yeah. or the blame. So for example, yeah. like it'll give different uh, scenarios about mm-hmm. say, I think there was one instance in the book where, um, a person would just pull into a car space but didn't see mm-hmm. that someone else was coming in 
Yeah. And there was two scenarios. The person who was waiting patiently for this car space that was taken went over and was like, why did you take this? And they were so aggravated. You shouldn't have done that. That was my space. And then mm-hmm. all they met was attack back. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. if they had a came with scenario B, which was, hi, you can have the space. Thank you so much. I just wanted to let you know that I was waiting there. So maybe next time, just have a little mm-hmm. look around. But have mm-hmm. a lovely day. You'll be met with love and respect back. And it's the mm-hmm. same thing. It's like, or even if you tell your kids, don't slam the door, they slam the door. It's like mm-hmm. drop the pink elephant, which is don't. So it's like taking mm-hmm. out a threatening or pushing yeah. or like, you know, the shameful energy mm-hmm. out of your conversation. And it's so hard. It takes so much concentration. It takes so much concentration, but we can do hard things. We can do hard things. And we want to um, build a good relationship. And here's the thing. We do it in work. We do it with our colleagues. We do it with certain family members. We make that effort to uh, change our vocabulary or, do, you know, we, we do it. We do it. So why not do it for our person who are meant to be building this beautiful thing with? Now, I know frustrations come in and I know there's going to be times when you're not going to be able to do these things. But if we're trying to get them done 80% of the time, the other 20% should look after itself, you know. And we're all going to have rupture and then repair in our relationship. We're not perfect we're going to do silly things. We're going to say stupid things now and again. But rupture and going down that channel, that tunnel, through to the light of repair is what we want to do. But what happens is we get stuck in all these potholes from our programming, from our unhealthy behaviours, and then it just gets, ugh, and then the argument can go on for days, weeks, and that's not what we want. Not good for our nervous system, not good for us at all. No, let's... um. Let's get back to dating as well. I feel like yes. I'm just being pulled back to dating a little bit too. Yeah. Um, I know you're recently on Ireland AM, which is amazing. <laughs> so I am going to take a little bit of the questions from them because it was really powerful. Yeah. Just in case anyone didn't see and they're going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to just talk about um kind of the culture of dating right now. Because mm-hmm. there is, it's very different than what it was five years ago, 10 years ago, yeah. etc. So what based on, you know, people that you work with or that you've seen or researched or spoken about recently, what what's going on? What is going what on? What is going on? Well, it's the TikTok trends are going on. The TikTok trends are going on and Ireland AM wanted me to be on to talk about these TikTok trends. So the first one we talked about was grey flag. Like, oh my dear goodness, what is this? A grey flag is basically you have a personality trait that your person, that somebody you're with could either think is really annoying or is actually fine with you. So grey flags, so it's not a red flag, it's not a green flag, it's just a grey flag. So we talked about that first of all. And we talked about orbiting, which is really very unhealthy. It's whenever you huffed it up with somebody, the relationship is finished, but the person keeps liking your social media and dropping maybe into your DMs now and again to this. So it's like they're keeping you in their orbit. Um, I was explaining it to my husband on the way down to Dublin and watching TikToks. And he was like, that's like the moon. (laughs) This is brilliant. It's not like the moon orbiting the earth and look what effect that has on the earth. So we have to stop that, Lisa. We can't be having that orbiting thing. <laughs> I was like, exactly, exactly. So it's not, it's just not healthy. Um, there's just so many things in dating that aren't healthy. This whole, like, we're dating. Are we exclusive? Are we this? Are we that? You know, in my day, you kissed a boy and that was it. You were boyfriend and girlfriend or you kissed a girl and you were girlfriend and girlfriend. You know, it was just like this, these situationships, friends with benefits, um you know where are we at it's so confusing for people it's so confusing 
how could we, you know, for the gorgeous souls that are listening now that are maybe experiencing this like orbiting behavior, by the way, that's today's the first time I've ever heard that phrase, but experiencing <laughs> the anger, great lag, didn't hear that either. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like when you are experiencing this or like a ghosting experience that actually comes up quite a lot. Actually, if mm-hmm. I hear that quite a lot with my clients, how or what can you say to okay. those souls to get their life back or their power to feel empowered yeah. even if they're going through this so the ghosting thing when people my, my people tell me about ghosting i just say thank goodness they showed you exactly who they were out the gate thank goodness they showed you exactly because they don't have the integrity to say look you're really nice but i don't see this really going anywhere or blah 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 or you know what i've realized i'm still in love with my ex or whatever it is if you don't if, you, if somebody's not mature enough or doesn't have enough integrity to do that Brilliant. They showed you it right out the gate. Excellent job. Thank you, universe, for that one. Brilliant. The next thing I would say is we have to get the self-worth thing so, 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 so high. There are just things we're not going to tolerate. We're just not going to tolerate these things while dealing. We're just not going to tolerate it. We have to know our uniqueness, our brilliance, our greatness. And I always say to people, imagine yourself standing on a bridge with your crown on, who's coming to get you? Because you're gonna have to come up here and get me. I'm not down there in those weeds with you, okay? You want me, I'm up here. And I'm not taking any jewels from my crown because it's too heavy for you to carry. You want me, you're gonna carry this crown. And I'm standing here waiting for you. I'll make, make, you know, I'll go on the apps, I'll do the things, but this is my level. And I'll not tolerate anything less. How's that sound? I love it and it's so (laughs) but it's so true and I I really do believe in divine timing and I know I spoke about this in my last episode actually um I don't know when I'm going to launch this particular one but it's the first episode of the Mm -hmm. of the season one and it was um talking about limbo and Mm -hmm. how when you are waiting for something that your heart yearns for it can feel both so heavy so uh exhausting it can feel numb or you can feel excited and optimistic about it but what Mm -hmm. I always and I really believe in this and I've seen this time and time again is that we have to raise our vibration to be the best version of ourselves. And Mm -hmm. remember, it's a two-way street. As we've been speaking about this entire time, relationships Mm -hmm. are work, but you need both partners to make it work. Mm -hmm. But the same Mm -hmm. when you're connecting with that, like whomever you're seeking is looking for you as well. And I really, really Mm -hmm. believe in that. So Mm -hmm. it's not you have to find the perfect man or woman. It's Mm -hmm. not you about, you know, you're looking for this relationship. They're looking for you too. You're Mm -hmm. both seeking each other so we just Mm -hmm. as you said believe in you wearing that crown and him the king Mm -hmm. or or two crowns or whatever Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. believe that you're wearing this crown you're Mm -hmm. worthy of this love because Mm -hmm. you are you know that the person you're going to be with the best person for you is worthy of your love and you two are worthy Mm -hmm. of theirs and I just feel that's so important to remind us all that excuse me that we are worthy of that love Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely we are yeah I'll tell you a funny story. I told my husband when we started dating, when we were 18, we started dating, and I told him I didn't want anything serious. <laughs> and how long are you married? We're married 27 years. We're together 33. And after our third baby, he reached over and whispered in my ear, Did he, <laughs> Did he actually say that? Do you remember yeah, it all this time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said, no, absolutely not. We're not serious. And um, because uh, we both laughed in the labor suite and um, because serious to me, I think serious to me in my 18 mind was the people in restaurants, you don't talk to each other anymore. 
people who don't have sex anymore um that's serious to me or my 18 mind had the version of like a relationship like like a big heavy backpack or something so i was like no i know i still don't want to be serious thank you very much i know i'll be with you forever but i'm not serious that is so funny and i love that as well because actually i know it's not technically in the love language or maybe it is in disguise <laughs> but my love language is laughter if uh-huh. we don't laugh in this house or are silly mm-hmm. i feel like oh my god i wasted a day it just actually yeah. can't happen that yeah. is me getting up to no good him getting up to no good uh-huh. annoying each other but funnily annoying each other yes. and like having mm-hmm. a laugh about it like that mm-hmm. is most definitely actually both of our love, love language it's yeah. very funny <laughs> I would put that into your core values. So when I coach couples, I'll say, right, now go and find your core values. People have no idea who they are. (laughs) They have no idea who they are. And then they're out looking for this other person who is looking for them as well. But then, you know, we have to work on what are our core values. Um, And some people would say, oh, laughter is absolutely one of my core values. I'm like, okay, so like loyalty, monogamy, laughter. There you go, you've got a relationship. You've got a relationship. all I ever wanted was forever love and babies. That's all I ever wanted. I put that out to the universe, early doors. Um, and then as my children started to get older, I just kept saying, this will be it. I have to have something. There must be something else. We can't just like raise our children and then retire. There must be something else. And then this came along. So yeah, this was the something else. <laughs> Ask and you shall receive. <laughs> to identify your core values, how would one go about looking for that? You just go online, just go online and put in core values and it'll bring up a whole list and you'll look at them and you'll go, oh, I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. Oh, they'll, they'll just pop out to you. They'll just pop out laughter, fun, will pop out to you. And I tell my couples, pick 10 each and then individually pick 10 each and then sit down after dinner one night or whatever and see what ones overlap. So the ones that overlap, it's almost like your mission statement for your relationship. It's like rewriting your voice. I love that. And even with yourself, you know, if you are single now mm-hmm. and to be continued, yeah. but like it's identify what your values are so that when you do exactly. match together with that beautiful soul, then at least, you know, you're starting off with the mission statement strong. Exactly. And we must also remember the other five that you don't match or seven or whatever you don't match. We must remember that they're important to our person. So we're going to be taking that on our journey. So for example, tidiness is one of my partner's core values. It is not mine. Is there a spiritual person whose tidiness is their core value? I mean, we're all just absolute, we're all just messy pups. We're just messy pups. It kind of is one of mine. However, however, I I saw your office one day. I saw your office on Instagram one day. I was packing for a retreat. You can't use that one. I was packing to go away for ten for like ten days on a retreat. Oh, so fine. that's different. However, I my it's like a bomb site sometimes here, right? Because I'm constantly mm-hmm. moving things around. But that triggers me. And mm. I like things when they're neat and organized. I can't function around messiness. Mm. However, they it does get very messy the busier I get. And that's an imbalance. So I always identify that as when you're in imbalance in your masculine, things will feel a little bit chaotic around you. But when you're balanced in your feminine and masculine, that's when things have its place. So it, that's place, just finding yeah. the balance. <laughs> well, I, so my, one of my husband's is tidiness. He likes, he just likes to be organized. He likes tidiness. Um, so I put that into my consciousness. So I try to be a bit focused on that. Try to tidy up, try to make the bed. Just try to, it's not a big deal. 
I love the guy. Yeah, not a big deal. It's a tight of a wee bit, you know. I still can't load the dishwasher. We still reload the dishwasher every single night. It's hilarious. Oh um, my god! My a... husband gets out to me. He says it's not a game of Tetris, and I just put the dishes in right. Last <laughs> <laughs> time to stack them right. I like playing Tetris. It's fun. <laughs> so does he. So there was a pile of ironing sitting here yesterday, and there was I just was like, okay, I'll get this done. So this morning, oh, that's a great job you did, sweetheart. With that ironing, it was a great job. I was like. Okay, that's fine. You know what it, 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 you know, he sees it, he notices it. There's some people you're in a relationship with, they wouldn't even notice if the house was. So, anyway, maybe um, punctuality is somebody's one of core value for somebody, and it's not to the other. So, you have to make that, make sure that's present in your mind. What has been, this is kind of going to look personal now, but I'm going there anyway, mm-hmm. and you, you don't have to answer. But mm-hmm. what has been the biggest click or eye opening shift in your marriage, do you reckon? Therapy. Wow. Therapy. Yeah. Wow. And you work predominantly with couples, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wonder yeah. ones as well. Lots of people, their partner will come and I'll say, look, just come yourself because I mean it's science. If one person shifts something, the relationship has to shift. So you know, if you're behaving in a certain way, you come for one to one coaching and you change that behavior, it will change your relationship for the good or the bad. And I don't mean bad, I mean for, you know, um, and when I say therapy, I mean that we were together when we were 18, you know, if we, there was, where there was no time for us, we did, we had no time to figure out probably really who we even were before we were together. So we went to couples therapy and then I obviously with my job have to stay and do therapy. I kind of dip in every now and again. And um, my partner has, you know, has some traumas in his life that he's gone to therapy around and um, I even asked him a few months ago I was like what do you think the best thing we've done for our relationship is and he said therapy and that's helped you communicate understand each other understand each other communicate understand each other communicate I mean when we first went to therapy and I was a huffer so like stonewalling huffing and she's just said you can't do that anymore and I huffed with her for the whole session. I just sat and huffed the whole session. Um, and then I had to pour her money for the privilege. It was absolutely ridiculous. Um, I just didn't know that there were behaviours that you can't do when you're in a relationship. I was a huffer. I was, my, it was my childhood thing. It was I did. My mummy was a huffer. That's what she did. She just gave my dad the silent treatment for days and days and then got what she wanted at the end. So I just took that into my marriage. And maybe people are listening to this going, oh, everybody knows that. I didn't. I didn't. I talk to couples all the time and I'm like, you can't shout. You just can't shout and slam doors. You can't do that. And they're like, really? I'm like, no, you just can't do that. It's 2023. You can't do that behavior anymore. You can't not respond to texts. Even if your person has annoyed you very much, you can't just, you also can't love bomb someone and like torment them all day. You can't do that either. Just, there's things that we cannot do and we shouldn't be tolerating within ourselves and within our relationship. And we would never find those things out if we hadn't have gone on our journey. That's beautiful. And as you know yourself, we all have habits, we all have traits, but it's becoming consciously aware of what's working versus what's not. And I think that's really beautiful that you had that. How mm-hmm. would we go about getting in touch with you? Tell me what you're offering now, what's coming up, what you're doing, how, if someone wants to connect with you, how would they do so? So Instagram, relationship.coaching.ni, website, relationship, 
coaching relation, relationship coach.com I think and um, but it's all there on Instagram and um, what do I offer couple sessions one-to-one -one sessions I actually have a good old-fashioned life coaching course where it's a 10-week program you see me five times in that 10 weeks and it's just when people have gone through a breakup maybe they're in their marriage but like you said they're a bit stuck or they're just the sparks gone and maybe they've identified it's actually more in them than actually in the relationship and then I just launched my online course for all those people that won't come <laughs> for other people whose partner won't come to see me um online course um and it's it's very special i have to say i'm very very proud of it i really want to hone in on that one thing you just said there before we go you said mm -hmm. you've created a course for a mm -hmm. couple that partners just won't come to therapy mm -hmm. if there's you know there's someone in the relationship that they feel like they need couples therapy but the other mm -hmm. partner's reluctant what can we do about this or how can we support them both then that way yeah so when you when to identify between therapy and coaching okay so i am a coach i'm a life coach who specializes in relationships so coaching is different than therapy coaching is okay this chunk here is not working for one or the other so let's look at this chunk and see how we can reprogram and put in different behaviors okay where therapy is more a bit more like you know how, where did you learn that? How did it come from? So coaching is just identifying right now. And I always promise people, I, you will leave this session feeling better. You will leave this session feeling better with proper tips and tools where sometimes therapy can be a bit daunting for people. So maybe throw it right that way. It's coaching. It's not every great athlete has a coach. You want a great relationship, get a relationship coach and a story and a story, you know? And guys love coaching because it's like I, you've been kicking with your left foot and I'm going to teach you to kick with your right foot and it's going to make life easier for you. It's solution based. It's it solution, solution based. based rather than digging deep and going through the emotions. Mm -hmm. You did this, I did that, whatever. It's solution mm -hmm. based, which I mm -hmm. love. Well, I will mm -hmm. pop in your website details and I'll find out the exact Thank website. You. <laughs> Thank the you. Instagram and everything else as well. And if anyone's any questions for Lisa, I'm sure they can reach out to you. Yes, yes by Instagram or absolutely. your website, and go from there. Lisa, it's absolutely. been absolutely gorgeous to have. I've actually taken some nuggets myself, so it's really <laughs> lovely to have those little nuggets too. And um, yeah, it was beautiful talking to you. Finally, thank you so much for having me. We got me. here. Thank, thank you, you so yes, much. Absolutely, thank you. Thank you so much, Lisa. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Sinead Horror Podcast. I hope you enjoy the insight and wisdom that came through today. Perhaps you learned something about yourself and I'm so excited for you to discover even more. If you want to tune in to more episodes, please subscribe. And if you want to find more out about this particular episode or any guest speaker that we've had on the show or will have on the show, you can find out more on www.sineadahorror.com. And of course, you're welcome to submit a question or maybe a topic that you'd like me to cover. Remember, this podcast is for you. See you next week.